Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Even Stevens Ranked Podcast, the podcast for all things Even Stevens. I'm Brittany Butler. I'm Ethan Brim. And today we are talking about season one, episode 16, Luscious Lou, Luscious Lou. Texas Joe Hot Dog. <laughs> the way he says it in that voice, I know. Lou. <laughs> He's like trying to be like a faded audience voice. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. First of all, I also can't believe that we're over like the episode 15 mark. Mm. Like actually saying like episode 16 is like making me happy, like making me feel like we're actually making real progress now. We're actually on the back nine. It's exciting. This episode was directed by Mark Rosman, who so far has only directed Family Picnic. And I think those are his only two. That's the only two, yeah. And you don't like that episode, so. (laughs) See, that's the thing. It's last on my list. It's not my least favorite, just... I think the worst one. Yeah. Well. As we digress. You can listen to our episode on Family Picnic to hear us talk about that more in depth. Don't get me started. And of course, it was written by Tom Burkhardt as well, who's... One of my favorite writers, I think. Yeah. And this was also 115 in production. And I forgot to mention that Hack of a Hanukkah is number 117, so... Yeah. They're starting to get a little out of order now. Probably because they wanted to release the Hanukkah one at a certain time, so... Unlike me, being able to stick to editing it so that our Hanukkah episode gets out on Hanukkah, but this has a 7.5... What's 7.5? I think it was 7.9. It was 7.9, I think. Yeah, it's a 7.9. I have this episode ranked number 39... I have it at 28. And I thought I thought it was going to be about 25 or so. Every time I think of this episode, I assume it's going to be on the lower end. Mm-hmm. But then when I watch it, I'm like, oh, it's just so funny. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I feel the same way. Like in my head, I remember it as being like really funny and I love it. But then uh-huh. I rewatch it and I'm just sort of like, eh. Oh, you're the opposite. Yeah, oh. like I still love it though. Like I, like I'll, when we get to our general thoughts, um, I'll say more about that. Mm-hmm. So before we get into it... We have another voicemail. We have, we've got sent two new ones, but I think really? we want to do yeah. a voicemail yeah, one, spread them out. one an episode. Yeah. yeah. But it's really exciting because I knew it just took one person to make the plunge. Yep. The first person to get on the dance floor, you know? Yeah, never going to be me though, but. So thank you to Darielle for being our first voicemail to open the floodgates, hopefully. <laughs> I'm such a bad dancer that one time I was at like a casino little concert area and they thought I was drunk because I was dancing. Well, that's like Lewis. They tried to kick me out. That's Lewis in uh, Strictly Ballroom when Monique goes, Lewis, are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure? You don't look so good. Maybe you should lie down. (laughs) That's so good. Oh, Oh, man. This is actually interesting. So these next two voicemails we got were voice memos that they emailed to us. Okay. That's actually another way you guys can send us in a voicemail if you want, um, or a voice message rather. And it's cool too, because that means they'll probably be in better quality as well if you do it that way. So whatever works for you. Uh, But this was a recording, a voice recording that we were emailed. So once again, I just love being able to use the soundbite. It's time to check our voicemail. You have reached the voicemail box of the Even Stevens Ranked Podcast. At the tone, please record your voice message. Hey, Brittany. Hey, Ethan. My name's Philip, and I'm just another Even Stevens fan who was overjoyed to discover a podcast about a show that just does not get enough credit and i've enjoyed 
uh, each and every one of your podcasts. You guys are really fun to listen to. Um, a tragic thought would creep into my head while I would watch Even Stevens on YouTube. This show's original run ended in 2003. So Even Stevens, for all intents and purposes, has not really mattered in 17 years. So as I sit there and I'm laughing as an adult at this incredible show, <laughs> I think to myself, I have to be the only person in this moment right now to be thinking of Doris Grabowski. It, it's kind of an isolating feeling in a way, because I, I think as we get older, you know, time and, and the change in the way content is distributed, we've lost the communal experience of even Stevens, knowing that there's hundreds of thousands, if not millions of other people sharing the fun and the experience with you. It, it sort of worried me in perspective, of course, that perhaps even Stevens was just this hidden gem that I like, and it existed for a moment of, in time, and now it's gone. But hearing your interview with Tom Virtue, which was excellent, and hearing him recall memories from the set, episode names, specific jokes, memories, with such precision and fondness, that to me affirmed that this show did not happen by accident, and its impact extends far beyond me. It, it impacted the cast as well. And, it, and hearing him say that it was his best experience, that, that was cool. And, and now when I watch even Stevens as a 27-year-old grown man, I won't have that sort of sinking feeling that the show uh, was irrelevant. And, I, I, and seeing it gain its relevance again with Disney Plus and what you guys were doing, that's really exciting. So uh, maybe I'll do some more uh, voicemails uh, in the future because I, I have a, a lot of thoughts about the show specifically. And I'll just keep on listening. You guys uh, keep up the good work. We appreciate what you do. Wow, that guy's a really good speaker. Yeah. I hope he calls back in. Um, yeah. He made some really good points. I mean, I think that too sometimes when I am listening to something or watching something. I mean, I've even had the thought watching even Stevens before, like before Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. You know, you watch something, you're like, I'm probably the only person in the world at this moment that who's watching even Stevens or who's listening to this song, like as some obscure forgotten about song. Mm -hmm. In my circle of... Uh, growing up, I, this show, even Stevens, was important. Myself and my my best friend Adam, we went to a small Catholic school, and our class was like thirty people. But we were kind of like the comedic ringleaders, I think, in a sense. Mm -hmm. And I think we talked about even Stevens so much that everyone in our class was watching it, and we were talking about it on a daily mm -hmm. basis. And it kind of created this subculture in our class, and everyone just watched even Stevens and talked about mm -hmm. it. And it it helped our love for it grow too because it was more relevant to our world that we were living in at the time. And it's just interesting. I mean, he's a little younger than me, Philip, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it was, that's, he made some good points though. No. Yeah. I, I loved that voicemail. That's why it's great to be able to actually audibly hear from people because yeah. you really like, instead of just being like words in an email and I'm reading them, like you actually get to hear their passion. Mm -hmm. It was really, really, really great to yeah. listen to his. It was really awesome. I totally had that feeling for years about being like the only person who was like obsessed with even <laughs> Stevens. Like I thought I was I thought it was just me for the longest time. And because, like I've said a billion times, like I was, at least online, the only person putting out yeah. any sort of content about the show mm -hmm. um, in like 
2011. The receipts are online. You can find all the stuff I did. That, and that was it. Like, I would constantly yeah. look for other things, but it was just me. So, like, all the time when I would be watching certain things, I'd be like, yeah, I'm definitely the only person on the planet right now <laughs> that's doing yeah. this. At the time, I probably was. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, 2011, I that's probably when I... Because, you know, you're, I went to college and I kind of checked out from all... You don't get your nostalgia kick till, like, a certain time after, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably got it around maybe 2011, 2012. I would revisit it every once in a while, um, just like the bootleg stuff online. But uh, I mean, like when I did my article, when I ranked everything, I looked online to see if there are other rankings and I, mine was the only one. So I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to do it. And so I did it. And, yeah. Yeah. And here we are a few years later. Yeah. Crazy. Well, it's like when you and I both had the idea for this podcast, we were like, we don't know if anyone's going to listen to this. We're like <laughs> the only two people in the world, maybe, who are into this. But then we're getting viewers and or viewers. We're getting listeners who are writing in saying, "Oh, no one else in the world I thought liked this as much as I did." And and I'm glad you guys are here to share that passion. So it's kind of cool. It feels really cool to have been the people to take the initiative because now it's like we sort of get to be part of watching this community grow and sort of being like at the start of it. I don't know. It's just, it's just fun. But yeah, thank you so much, Philip, for that voicemail. That's absolutely such a joy to hear and uh, definitely makes us all feel less alone, I think. It's just, it's nice because, you know, you said we're missing out on that communal experience, but I think we're gaining it back now a little bit. So, moving on, the Disney Plus synopsis, (laughs) their short one under the little thumbnail just says, Lewis joins the wrestling team, but they leave out the point of the plot. They're burying the lead. Yeah, they're burying the lead there. Uh, And then their long one is actually pretty short. It just says, Lewis joins the school's wrestling team, only to find out he has to wrestle a girl in his first match. Oh, after the short synopsis, I thought he joined, like, the professional wrestling team. (laughs) I know, not the schools. They Thank you for clarifying the school's wrestling team. Yeah, I thought he was in the WWE. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's apparently what he thinks. Yeah. And then, I mean, I don't even know if the IMDb synopsis is worth reading because that one isn't that bad. Yeah, it's not that bad today. No, not that bad today. I think we should stick with Disney Plus synopsis now. Um, and then, unless it's ridiculous. Yes, unless yeah. it's ridiculous, we will read the IMDb yeah. just to save us some time. Because they're fun, yeah. They're fun yeah. when they're ridiculous. Uh, my general thoughts, I wrote in my... Um, I didn't write a lot in my review, which, by the way, I wrote my review in 2017, which now that we are in 2020, wow. that was just Jeez. crazy to me. That was last decade. Not only last decade, but like... It's weird. Like two or three years into the back of the decade, you know. Time flies. And I started the blog in 2016. So it's just pretty crazy when I look back and read some of my reviews to see what sort of headspace I was in literally two or three years ago now. In my review, I said something about like referencing something in 2017. Mm -hmm. I said like, this is so 2017 or whatever. And then I said, whoa, now it's already 2020. This looks super old. Like what I wrote already. Like it seems old. So it was just interesting. I didn't really say much in my wrap up on the uh, review, oddly uh, enough. But my written notes, I said... I like this one a lot. I remember having a really soft spot for it for a while, but I ha- I felt that way with most episodes, but I do. I, in my memory, like I remember really revisiting this one a lot. 
And so we get to see some different sides to Lewis. And Shia really shines, but then parentheses, what else is new? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's true. And then I said, Donnie is really funny. Lewis ultimately, I wrote, ultimately learns a good lesson. It's not really a lesson, but more of just like, sort of just becomes not a crappy person in the end. <laughs> like Yeah, it becomes wiser. Yeah. And then I said the period typical junior high sexism is cringy, but sure. sadly true. Well, yeah, it's a, it's real it's realistic, I think. But yeah. it's cringy because it's there to prove a point, you know what I mean? Yeah. But then I said as far as the humor goes though, it's funny and subtle at times, and that's something that I love about season one. So yeah. it's part of why season one's my favorite season. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. For me, I like that uh, Lewis here is out of his element. And I always like storylines in movies and TV where like the, it's like a fish out of water type of thing or like someone is mm-hmm. out of their element. And I love how Lewis treats it like professional wrestling and the whole nickname thing's hysterical. Mm-hmm. But I really, I love this episode. For me, it's funny from start to finish. I mean, obviously like the obligatory sports uh, sequence towards the end is, you know, a little slower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just really like this episode. I'd actually even probably move it higher than where I have it at 28. I liked it a lot. I was laughing really hard. I don't know if I'd move it. I Oh, yeah, by the way, like I guessed that it was in the 30s. Okay. So. Yeah. But I, yeah, but I don't know. I don't, I, I, yeah, I don't think I would change it because I was counting down from 65 to 1. Mm-hmm. So once I hit 39, I was like, okay, like we're in the 30s now. Anything in the 30s is pretty good. Yeah. So I think that's everything. So we can move into the plot points. Opens with Lewis pulling a prank on Ren and using Mr. Pookie as bait. So we see Pookie again. This is why I really like the Pookie episode in season three, though, because Pookie was like an honorable member of the family. Like he's just this this little thing that's just always there. And I just love the way that they were able to like interweave him throughout all three seasons. I just think it's adorable. I don't hate the Mr. Pookie episode as the premise. I like the premise, but Mm -hmm. we'll get to it in season three. Yeah. But yeah. I do like him being featured throughout the whole series as kind of like a, you know, it's like the penguin in Boy Meets World. There's always the penguin. (laughs) Yeah. So Ren gets caught in this giant net trap and Steve comes to her rescue and he's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And she starts automatically blaming Lewis. And I do love that. How he's like, oh, let's not be so quick to jump to conclusions and then seize the flyer. Uh, Lewis's homemade jungle traps call 555 trap Ren. Yep. Okay. I guess it's Lewis. (laughs) Disney plus blurred out the number and censored the audio of Steve reading 555 Trap Ren. It is weird that they read the phone number because usually they don't want to draw attention to the 555 because it means it's fake, you know? Well, I mean, but this one was fake, obviously. Yeah, it's true. Well, what do you mean? Because obviously Lewis's number is fake. Like, that's the joke. I like to think he probably actually paid for the phone line. No, I just thought he made like a stupid little, a stupid little note. He totally did it because he, he I like to think it was like entrepreneurial. Like he made like his own business and he had this idea to do jungle traps. Yeah, but just with Trap Ren. Yeah, like I don't that's, know. that's a joke. I don't know. Yeah, I never I just thought it was him just throwing a stupid thing in there to know that it was him. Just at Ren. Maybe. But yeah, that's why I thought he would read it because it's just like obviously it's like yeah. lol gotcha this is the joke yeah maybe and i yeah and like i remember in my review i said i love this like lewis is so like annoyingly sarcastic like i thought like that's like what he was doing like like you know okay i see what you're saying yeah 
I think, yeah, you might be right. I think you're right. Probably because I watch it when I'm a kid and you think like a certain thing when you're a kid and you can't get that out of your head when you, you can't watch shake it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's probably why I thought that. But yeah, and then Ren's like complaining about Lewis and she goes, oh, let's send him to military school. Oh, no, he's not going to military school. It's too expensive. And <laughs> yeah, I love that. And then, you know, Ren sort of makes a pact to herself that she's going to get Lewis back if it's the last thing she does. And then Steve goes to walk away, too. And then he gets caught in another trap. And then poor Tom Virtue is really there hanging. I know. I always wonder that when, like, actors have to hang upside down. I wish I had watched his episode before we interviewed him because I would have asked him, like, is that like, how is that handled? I always wanted to know because you can't hang upside down for that long. No. Without, without like passing out. Yeah, and you can see his head turning yeah. pretty red. Like, I can't even... That hurts my head just thinking about turning upside down. Yeah. what If I just, like, lean my head yeah. back for too long, I'm like, ow! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I hate the pressure of, like, blood rushing to your head at all. So, yeah. So then, yeah, basically, it cuts to Lewis at school with Twitty and Tawny, and Lewis is saying that he has too much time on his hands. You know, his dad said he has too much time on his hands, so he has to start using it for good instead of evil. Instead of just telling him to use that time to study for school, he's like... Use it for good instead of evil. (laughs) But he has to join a sports team, not like, you know? Because if I I was doing that stuff, my parents would be like, you're obviously failing these classes, so instead of using your time to build traps, jungle traps, you should use them to, like, pass your classes. But he does these traps and contraptions and you know gadgets and pranks and stuff as sort of like in place of extracurricular stuff i think like you know what i mean like he uses his free time and like that stuff's educational though i mean that's mechanics i know like i said he should be an engineer yeah but yeah so he's explaining how he needs to do something like a sport uh and then that just goes into a great banter back and forth between tawny and twitty that is great and i'll put in a clip i don't know sports football maybe dude you're too small what if you did like a swimming no no no, no. i seen lewis swim he has to wear arm floaties in a shallow end I, I know how to swim what about cross country no he gets cramped it's... up and winded just from tying his shoes hey what if you did hockey guys there's no. helping and then there's hurting sorry sorry Nah, he gets cramped up and winded just from tying his shoes. I love that because that's me. Yeah. Um, and but it's also funny because he did do track, but we all know he wasn't actually good at it, so still kind of counts. Yeah. He cuts them off, guys. There's helping, and then there's hurting. Okay. And then just suddenly, is that Coach Tugnut? And then he just asks Tugnut, he's like, hey, could you put me on a sports team or something? Like any team will do. And then I love the way Tugnut just picks him up, yeah. gauges his weight. So it's like, oh, yeah, you're like 104, 105. And that is good. Oh, that's a personal question, coach. (laughs) And I like how he doesn't just assume that kind of stereotypical, like, bully PE teacher. He's not just like, you, like, you're not athletic. Like, he actually is like, hmm, let's see what I can do with this, you know? Tugnut is kind of reserved in this episode. Yeah. He isn't, like, super wacky Tugnut, and he isn't, like, super over-the-top angry or yeah. anything like that. He's he's just really kind of chill and, like, yeah. is kind of rooting for Lewis to do well <laughs> yeah. in a way. It's interesting. I like Tugnut in this one, too. And he plays a good straight man, I think, mm-hmm. of, to Lewis's ridiculousness. Yeah, yeah. I love it, especially yeah, when we get to that scene. It's yes. really good. But, yeah, I just love it, though. He just gauges his weight, and then he goes... Yeah, we need someone in that weight class. Congratulations, Stevens. You just made the wrestling team. I'm like, pretty sure that's not how it works. But <laughs> Maybe in junior high. I don't know. They probably need to 
also gauge that you have some level of skill in that department before they just throw you onto the freaking yeah. wrestling team. Yeah. And then it's also great. So then Tugnut walks over to Twitty and picks him up and he's like, uh, I can't be on the wrestling team. I'm already on the basketball team. And then, yeah, I know. Haven't seen you in a while. Just <laughs> thought I'd lift you up. Yeah. I always thought that that was probably something that was written in last minute. I, it just seems like they maybe had an extra few seconds to fill and they were maybe. like, why don't you just like lift up Twitty? Like, that'd maybe. be funny. I'm sure. And it's like one of the best parts of the episode, in my opinion. I like that. And it's funny, like that's, that's how that stuff comes in is just they need to fill time and then you get some of the best stuff. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, because it like comes out of nowhere and you could tell that they were all kind of like you could feel the awkwardness about how yeah. it, it it just seemed like something that just came out of the blue like it would in that real situation like yeah. so it just it just works i think things like that make the show special definitely and lewis is super tan here by the way did you notice that yeah he super tan Mm-hmm. but yeah i do love that that was interesting and so then it cuts to the steven's backyard which now we know this was the backyard of the actual house yeah, yeah. uh which is interesting because yeah it doesn't look like the back the house massive backyard that's used in the other episodes yeah in the other episodes and the movie yeah so. in the movie yeah, it's so big yeah it's like a park yeah but yeah this is definitely a smaller this is like a just a little like a modest yeah, backyard, modest backyard yeah. for sure you can tell that they're like kind of cornered off somewhere as well because like yeah. it always just sort of, sort of looks like a small little cramped backyard. Yeah, and like the side of the houses might be on the other that one part. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it. there's like a little gate door right there or something. Yeah, yeah. Ren is in the middle of rigging this lawn chair to collapse. You know when Lewis may or may not ever sit in it. Yeah, like what is luring him to sit there? I'm like, is she gonna force him to sit there to like make this happen? You have three other people in your family. <laughs> Four if you include Mr. Pookie. Like someone's gonna be sitting there. Which we see later on in the scene. The chances of it being Lewis is way smaller. But yeah, and so she's like, oh no, dad, don't sit there. It's rigged for Lewis. <laughs> but then like, you know, Steve, like, yeah, rigged for Lewis. I like that <laughs> or whatever. And I think this is, I don't know if Tom said this on the record or, um, he did mention how like Dearborn, Dearborn didn't write this, but, uh, how like some of the writing is like that interesting turn of phrase where it's just like that conversational, yeah. oh yeah, sort of thing. And, um. I remember he had told me, I don't know if this was on the record or not, but he said that like in this episode specifically, this was sort of their definition of ad-libbing. Yeah. That sort of conversational ad-libbing where it's just sort of like, ah, oh, yeah, like what do you, you don't say, like blah, blah, yeah. blah, like little things like that happen in this conversation between him and Ren. And so like all that stuff was naturally thrown in, I guess. Yeah, like it might just say on the script, like respond or something <laughs> instead of like an actual line. Or they, or nothing. And they just naturally yeah. play off Maybe, of the conversation. Yeah. And so it's cool. So then they start looking at these old like throwback pictures. And I thought it was interesting how Ren's like, who is this strange person or whatever? I'm like, you don't recognize your freaking father. It's literally him with a wig and you she, don't know. She's so like 14. <laughs> Steve's like, oh, yeah, I entered the record for the continuous teeth brushing in college. And she's like, yeah. you know what? You did a lot of things before we were born that you don't ever have to talk about. All right. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, finds the picture of naked baby Lewis with a cowboy hat that says Lewis on it. And I love that, though. Like, again, Tom's phrasing where he's like, there's old Lou, never the shy one. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And then this part is just so funny with the, oh, there's old Lou, never the shy one. And he still watches TV that way. (laughs) He does. It's very disturbing. It is. 
<laughs> that you can tell that's kind of like maybe an ad lib. Yeah, like when you he know? just says it is. It is. Like 13 year old Lewis just laying in front of the TV, <laughs> butt naked, just like, yep, that's this is awesome. how I watch TV. <laughs> You're going to have to deal with it. <laughs> I remember in the uh, Disney Channel, Stars Are Just Like You. What's that called? Express Yourself? Yeah. I remember Shia saying he feels the most clothed when he's just in his boxers or something. Yeah, it was when he's talking about this, this, the subject was clothes. Yeah. And he was like, I, I don't like clothes. If I was up to me, I wouldn't wear clothes. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's funny. I, do you, I wonder if that's out there. I'm not up on fashion or clothes. I basically wouldn't wear clothes if it wasn't necessary. I like being in my shorts when surfing. That's that's when I feel most clothed. Um, and so then, of course, Donnie shows up and he's eating a cupcake and he's like, oh, old photos. Like, who's the dork with the toothbrush or whatever, <laughs> which is great. And then he goes to sit in the rig chair. It collapses. And I love how Donnie goes, I got to lay off the desserts. Just one dessert. <laughs> and then later he eats a fudge bar. Oh, yeah. So then he cuts to Lewis's first day of wrestling practice. And I love this how this is like one of my favorite things about sometimes comedy shows or whatever. It's like a thing they'll do where they'll start a scene with the back end of a totally random sentence. Yeah. They'll just start a scene with just a random line. And I just love this one. It's so easy to miss. I always missed it up until I did my review. And it's Coach Tugnut saying... But before we get to those fingertip push-ups with a partner on your back, let me introduce the newest member of our team... Lewis Stevens. There are a couple of those with Tugnet throughout the series. I can't think of another one right now, but yeah, I feel like mm-hmm. there's an, there's an, a couple other really good ones. Because I'm just like, imagine these poor middle schoolers having to do fingertip push-ups with another person on their back. I'm like, that is abuse. Mm-hmm. It's also like probably impossible for them. <laughs> oh my God. Yep. So yeah, so Lewis is wearing gardening gloves, which okay. And so he's just like, yes, you might, you might want to lose the gardening gloves. And then Lewis, also, he's wearing a nasal strip. Yeah. Like he's going swimming. Or or it's like an acne one, huh? Is it? No, it's not an acne one. It's just, it's like the nasal one that like pulls your, it open, like when you have a cold or something. That's funny. Like, what is the point of that? Because he's probably like, oh, I need some, I need like a thing, like some props if I'm doing wrestling. Yep, some protection, some gardening gloves and a a nasal strip. Yeah, like random things around the house that just have no contextual uses for wrestling, but he just thinks they look cool. It's funny though, for some reason I never noticed the nasal strip until now. Yeah, he mentions it, doesn't he, Tegnet? Does he? No. He says... uh, It'll make your nose drip spin. Nose drip spin, yeah. But is that a reference to that? Yeah, nose strip, isn't that what he said? Oh, I thought he said nose drip. Yeah, let me look it up because there's the captions on yeah. Disney Plus. I didn't pay. I didn't pay attention. Are they pretty accurate? Uh, yeah, your nose strip will spin. Yeah. Because it doesn't make it like. Why would that be in the script? You know. Yeah, for Lewis to wear a nose yeah, strip. Yeah, that doesn't make like, sense. It had to have been just like an ad lib. Yeah, I, that's funny. I thought he said nose drip, like 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 snot or something. Uh, I don't know why. Uh. Yeah, but that's funny. I, I just didn't think that's what he was saying. And I never noticed the nose strip thing. Oh my God, the nasal strip. But yeah, but before that, of course, I it's just so good the way, you know, so Lewis is like, Sir, sir, um, if you don't mind, I'd like to say something, okay? No. Thank you. Now, I'd just like to say, first off, what an honor it is to be on the wrestling team and that although I've never gotten hit in the back of the head with a folding chair, I'll try to make it look 
as real as possible. Stevens. And I'd like to run a few wrestling names for myself by you. Now, I've narrowed it down to Luscious Lou and Texas Joe Hot Dog. How about this one? The kid who chaps my rear end. I don't know, Coach, yet. It doesn't really sing. You got something else? Sit down, Stevens. This isn't pro wrestling. You pull that stuff on the mat, you'll be disqualified so fast your nose strip will spin. Their rapport is really good in this. <laughs> I love uh, it episode. so much. I just, oh, and I love the way as well that there's no music in this scene. Like, I just love when things are silent on this yeah. show because the performances are so strong. Like, it doesn't need, yeah. it doesn't need, like, any extra background music to, like, spice it up yeah. or drive it home or whatever. Like, or laugh track. Well, of course. Yeah. But, no, I know. But, I mean, you know. like, some shows that, like, it, rely on that. Yeah, they yeah. rely on the laugh track. It's like stupid. Yeah, but this is just so good. I, I just, I love it. It's yeah. just awkward and awesome. Yeah, and it's Lewis's, really good. Coach, uh, if it's okay, I, I'd like to say something. No, thank you. So, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then running some names by them. Luscious Lou and Texas Joe Hot Dog. I, I just, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the kid who chaps my rear end or whatever. I'm like, what? It doesn't really sing. Yeah, I know. I love that. I don't, I don't know, Coach. It doesn't really sing. You got anything else? Sit down. <laughs> yeah, and you pull that stuff on the mat, it'll make your nose strip spin. And you'll get disqualified, which is, I think, it's foreshadowing. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And so then it cuts to a montage, a pretty long montage, of uh, yeah. Lewis in training, which honestly... <laughs> That's it. I don't. I don't really think there's anything specific we need to like no. call out. Well, you see him get. You see him start, and he kind of sucks, and then he gets better. This montage spans like the course of at least a few days or weeks, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so like it shows him like getting stronger and like doing these push-ups and like he's doing push-ups in the rain at one point. Yeah, like it's like really intense. That's true. Yeah. He ends up being a pretty decent wrestler by the end of all the training, and he's. <clears throat> we can already see him starting to get a little arrogant when he's wrestling yeah. with that kid, and then he's like, yeah, hit the showers, you're a good kid, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, go yeah, ahead. It's totally Lewis. Yeah. Do you think Shia was, did wrestling? Because he actually, like, has moves, or do you think, or you think maybe he, they just had a trainer who t- showed him stuff on set? Yeah, it's interesting, because, like, I'm, I'm not into wrestling yeah. like that so so i i wouldn't know what looks good or not yeah, yeah um, that's true look believable at least yeah then coach tugnut mentions that you know lewis is going to be doing his first match and they're going to have him up against this pretty good uh player over there uh Nagurski. and he's like oh yeah don't worry whatever and then they do that random growling at each other <laughs> i love this We'll save that spirit for Friday for a match against Lane Junior High. They got a kid in your weight class. Pretty good. Uh, Nagurski. Please. <laughs> My money's on you. And then he just walks away and at the end. Like, it's not acknowledged yep. or anything. It's so nope. funny. And, and, and it almost looks like Jim Wise laughs. Like, he looks down. It's like, this is the randomness that I love about even Stevens. It's like, just stuff like that. Just like stuff that's yeah. not even, like, you can't even, like, write that in a script it's just <laughs> organic like uh, behaviors that just you can tell they're having fun you know then it cuts to lewis walking down the street with a bunch of other kids from school in the wrestling team and just some of my favorite lines here like i always thought this stuff sounded ad-libbed yeah as it, like you can see, yeah he's improving. like before we were told that like yeah there are no ad-libs i th- was thinking everything was ad-libbed <laughs> yeah. and this being one of it them sounds this one sounds improv. yeah because it sounds like he's 
like I mean, Shai is a great actor too, so he could be playing it off as if he's really thinking of all this stuff off yeah. the top of his head. But because that's what Lewis is supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it just feels really not na- like he's genuinely thinking of what to say next. I'm a quiet snake. I just come up, I go, and then they're, and they're on the floor. So Nagurski, he 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 can't mess with me. Look at these pipes. They're, he's just gonna go down. He's just gonna fall hey. on the floor. And then suddenly this girl comes riding up on her bike and she's like, are you guys on the wrestling team? And I love the way Lewis just immediately thinks she's coming on to them, you know? Yeah. He's like, he's like, oh yeah. And I love the way he introduces himself. Lewis Stevens, Olympic hopeful. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, once again, we're already going there. He's already going 13. to the freaking Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then she says, Mimi Nagurski, destroyer of dreams. <laughs> Which is so great because it just brings him down a peg right yeah. away. Uh, and then Nagurski, and then, yeah, I like to meet my competition before I beat them. And then, but your girl, me, Russell, with good Good grammar. grammar. (laughs) I love that, though. I like it, too. Yeah, and so, she's awesome. She's like, yeah, so, uh, to get a good night's sleep, you're gonna need it. Yeah. And then, of course, this random kid, imagine losing to a girl, (laughs) ha, 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 ha. And he gets a credit on IMDb because he has a line. Really? I was going to look it's him like up. It's like Derek something. I don't remember. I did, he had like, all his credits are like miscellaneous crew on like movies I've never Did seen. his character have a name? No, he didn't have a name. He just had, uh, it was blank. But see, that's what we talk about. Yeah. If you get a line, yeah. you get a credit. You get yep. that paycheck. Exactly. <laughs> Lefkowitz never gets any credits. I know the poor guy, but he has a name. He's in like six episodes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. But that's funny. Can you imagine losing to a girl? (laughs) This isn't good. It's cringy, but it's sad that it's true. I feel like that would still be the dynamic, like, when you're a kid now. Yeah. It's interesting, though, because I looked it up, and girls do wrestle boys now. My sister-in-laws are seniors in high school. They're twins. They do wrestling. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think they wrestle boys though at least not high school because i think it's more like institutionalized so yeah. i don't think they will do that but junior high probably yeah I, I looked it up i saw like a bunch of junior high matches of girls and girls against boys like i mean i played basketball in junior high and we played there were some teams that had girls on them mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and so i just think it's interesting because like i don't know if it was maybe as prevalent in the 2000s but now Probably. I think it, it's happening more. So maybe yeah. even Stevens was progressive on that front. But I mean, wrestling uh, specifically. Wrestling's yeah, because more physical. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not gonna it's lie though. It would be weird as a boy who's like 13 years old. Not not. I'm not talking about like facing a girl or that. I'm talking about just like the physicality. Like we have to. Yeah. Like, grapple with them like that's awkward yeah. you know that's the weird part for me I definitely thought about that yeah yeah that's the weird part for me I think because I feel like it'd be weird for a girl to do that with a boy too either way it's weird I think yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's what makes it more weird than mm-hmm. it just being a girl and I maybe think. that's why in high school they do away with it because everyone's de- more developed yeah I don't know weird but anyway, then it uh, cuts to Lewis and Twitty just repairing a bike in yeah. Lewis's driveway, which I like that too. It's so random. Yeah, I thought that too. But it's kind of cool. It's like they're best friends. So it's like, yeah, yeah like I'm just going to come over. You're going to help me fix my bike. It's very personal. Yeah. You know, they start talking about the match and uh, basically one of the, another good line is how 
uh, Twitty says, you know what a win-win situation is, right? Well, this is the same thing, except it's a lose-lose. You know what a win-win situation is, right? Yeah. Okay, well, this is just like that. You know, except it's a uh, lose-lose. That's great. Well, see, Lou, the way I look at it is if you beat her, so what? Everybody's going to laugh at you anyways. Mm. And then if you lose, you might as well dig a hole to the center of the earth. Unless there's girls there, and then uh, they'll probably want to beat the snot out of you, too. You remember my whole speech about helping and hurting? Oh, yeah, hurting. Yeah, hurting. Hurting. So, are you going to quit the team? No, I love it, so so I'm not going to. I've been working out really hard, and I like the sport. Plus, my dad's really into me being on the team, so. Like, the way he says he loves it. I'm like, yeah. that's nice. And he's just like, yeah, I'm like, you know, I've been training really hard, and I really like the sport, and... Um, you know, and he says, and his dad is really into the fact that he's on the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then that also just him saying like, no, I really love it. And like, I worked hard at it. Like that reminded me of how this is kind of another episode that piggybacks on the theme of him trying to find his thing, like trying to find yeah. something to be good at. And he's like, that's m- the most important. That's his priority in life. You, th- you can tell throughout the series, like he wants that thing. Mm hmm whether it's comedy or drums or whatever, like he wants Mm -hmm. something that sets him apart. And obviously it's Donnie's thing too. Right. But yeah, still like he still is always striving to be, to excel at something in his family of overachievers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just like to see that theme bleed into certain episodes. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And so then Steve comes walking out in this way too tight wrestling outfit that he found down in the basement. Uh, and then one of my favorite lines, too, where he's like, hey, Lou, look what I found down in the basement. And then, yeah, was there a bathrobe in there, too? <laughs> and Tom Virtue's, like, actually pretty ripped. Like, yeah, I was like, hey, dude, like, he's, like, he's got some guns on him. I was like, snap. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And so, yeah, so he's just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to, like, teach you some moves or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and like girls walking by and laughing. I imagine that. I was like, oh my gosh, if that was me, I would die. And then it's pretty good when, you know, Twitty's like, all right, so what time are you going to get there tomorrow? And then he tells him, he's like, okay, I'll I'll see you there an hour early. And he's like, wait, why? Well, I figure once everybody hears about this, it's probably going to be standing room only. (laughs) That was hurting again. Yeah, remember remember helping and hurting? Yeah, that's, that's, oh, hurting again. And then, yeah, yeah, that time Twitty says, "Uh, that was hurting again, wasn't it? Yeah, hurting. (laughs) I always use that, the helping and hurting thing. Mm-hmm. So then it cuts to the Stevens uh, kitchen and Ren, like we said in the Heck of a Hanukkah episode, is putting up a similar thing that says like, oh, hot, tasty brownies, stay away, Lewis, on the cabinet. And then Donnie comes walking into the kitchen and he says this line that I never noticed before. And then I was reading the captions on... Disney Plus, and I said, what? So he says, boy, did you see the number Lewis and Dad did on that Buddha lamp? Yeah. Is that a, an actual thing, Buddha lamp? Because I just thought of Buddha. Yeah, but maybe it's like a style of lamp. Yeah, I googled Buddha lamp, and it's just lamps that are shaped shape like Buddha. Like Buddha? I don't know. They're definitely Jewish and Christian, so it make no sense if they had a Buddha lamp. Maybe the closed captions are wrong. Maybe, but that's what it sounds like. And I'm just like, and what sort of number did they do on it? Lewis and Dad. Because they're sparring, probably. Like, they're practicing moves. And they that's broke I assume. a yeah, lamp? They broke a lamp. Yeah, but a Buddha lamp? <laughs> it's just so <gasps> oh, random. You know what I just realized? This is a Boy Meets World Nexion. Really? Because Corey joined the wrestling team. Oh, 
yes. And he had a nickname even. He was Corey the Corey Matthews. Yep, yep, yep. And he, and that was with um the big guy's father, right? There's three wrestling episodes total. He just, I forget why he joins it. Oh, because he didn't have like anything. He didn't have any extra curriculars. Kind of similar. Well, there you go. Yep. Boy Meets World Next Gen. Yeah, so of course Donnie goes walking over and sees the hot tasty brownie side and opens it and gets hit in the face with powder. Yeah. A uh, powder balloon. It's just so funny because he goes, you know, Ren, I think someone's out to get me. It's just so cute. <laughs> He's so good. What is going on around here? The other day I fell through a chair. Yesterday I walked into Lewis's room and a bag of water hits me in the face. And, and then 10 minutes ago I sat on the can and there's maple syrup on the seat. If I didn't know any better, I would think someone is out to get me, Ren. No, somebody is out to get Lewis. Oh, man, him too? Ren, you better watch out. You might be next. Donnie, it's me. I have been doing all of those things. Nick is so good at having, like, those... Ch- he has, like, a childlike delivery on Or he makes Donnie yeah. kind of like a child. And it's so good. I love well, it. Well, yeah, but, I mean, he's, he's supposed to be because he's not yeah, very bright. So he's I know. supposed to be, like, sort of young. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, untouched, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's so good. Ren basically decides, because like Lewis comes back into the kitchen, uh, and she basically decides that she's done. She's giving up trying to get back at him because he's an evil genius, and he thanks her. <laughs> As he should. Yep. And so Lewis heads over to the fridge to start eating some junk, and then Donnie's like, whoa, 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 don't, don't you know how many calories are in that? And he's like, and I, I love that too. He's like, nah, there's freezer junk all over it. I know, it's so random. It's such a random, just little piece of dialogue. There's little things like that I just love. Yeah. And so he's like, yeah, well, trust me, there's tons, all right? And, he, and then he goes, you know, you don't want to do that because then you could bump up to the next weight class. And first, Lewis is like, what? Who cares? Then he's like, wait a minute. Then I won't have to wrestle the person I'm wrestling. And then he decides, yeah, I have 20 hours to gain nine pounds. Impossible. Impossible. <laughs> It's impossible. Unless, honestly, he'd be better off drinking a bunch of fluids. Yeah. But still nine pounds, though. You couldn't do that. No. And so basically, this is a really long montage of Lewis eating. Um, so we don't have to go through everything he's eating because uh, we need to we need to save time. Yeah. And it gives me heartburn just thinking about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Except, yeah, he has the metabolism of a 13 year old. So nothing he's eating is sticking with him and he's probably losing weight. Yeah, so he eats just all this stuff. I'm talking like tater tots with whipped cream, bacon and chocolate syrup, syrup and a fishbowl full of cereal. And a mountain of those Andes mints. Mm -hmm. He, quote unquote, wakes up to it. He's like, how you do? How you feeling? He's like, I don't know, man. I don't think I'm, I don't feel any heavier. And then Twitty does that double take and he's like, uh, I think it went to your area <laughs> or whatever and I love Shia the way he's like what what are, you, what are you talking about what what are you talking about like the way he says it like there's something yeah. about it I just love it because obviously he knows yeah the, with, with his so acting funny. but like like the way he's playing it off as if he doesn't <laughs> it's just great <laughs> so and then he turns around sees his giant butt in his sweatpants and just starts screaming. It's hilarious. Like, for some reason, my mom and I, we always <laughs> laugh at this. I don't know why. We just do. <laughs> That's another probably time filler where they're just, like, needed, like, an extra minute. Well, first of all, also, by the way, if you look, you can already see 
the giant butt in the oh, frame yeah. a little bit before he stands up. Yeah, you can. Which kind of bothers me yeah. now in retrospect. Because like when you're a kid, like you're not paying attention. You can't really see yeah. it. And it's funny. But now I'm like, ah, you can see it. Um, but, you know, yeah, a funny thing. So because of Disney Plus, I've started watching some other shows just here and there. And mm-hmm. so I started, I watched an episode of Phil of the Future. Which, Ooh. by the way, does not hold up. Classic. It didn't hold up when it came out. Let me just say that. Yeah, it's just like, I didn't laugh at all. I always hated that show. It was, like, uncomfortable. Like, I, I think this was the thing, like, when you had said in our introduction episode, I think, how they were trying to make the show look too attractive with Ricky Ullman. Yeah. He's, at least in the episode I watched, he wasn't able to get into this party, and so he was, like, kind of acting goofy about it, like, trying to find a way in and mm-hmm. stuff, like, because he's not cool, kind of, I guess, and we can't get in. He would totally be cool if he was, like, in any school. I'm like, you are gorgeous. I'm like, I, that's why it just yeah. doesn't work. I'm like, it doesn't... It makes no sense. Yeah. You need it. Is He's not believable. Yeah, like, him trying to be, like, this wacky fish out of water that, like, doesn't really fit in. It just didn't work. That was Sean McNamara, right? Yes, and this is my okay. this is my thing that I was gonna say. Um, on this episode I was watching, it said that the executive producers were Matt Dearborn and Tom Burkhard, okay, who wrote this episode. Yeah, and at the end of this film of the future episode, what happened was the family had made so much Unification Day loaf, which is like this meat loaf. For this day that they celebrate yeah. in the future. They made like a giant loaf. So they had so much of it that they had to finish. They were living off of it for like months. And so the father gets up to like go get something in the kitchen. And they're like, dad, I think all the unification loaf went to your butt or whatever. And like the dad looks exactly like Lewis in this scene. Huh. And has his sweatpants full. They're like, no one will remember this even Stevens moment. Exactly. I'm like, they literally just used it again. Well, it's like, okay, so have you ever heard of the show Erie, Indiana? Sounds familiar, but no. So Matt Dearborn was like a story, Was he was like the executive storyboard or whatever, consultant something. And he also like directed and wrote some episodes. But there's an episode of Erie, Indiana where the local, they have eye tests at school. Oh. And the person who's distributing the eye test is actually, like, stealing everyone's eyeballs or something. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. He didn't write a very scary story, but it was just weird that they took the uh, same concept. Like, exact, yeah. No, but that's funny, though. Because it was funny, because, like, when that moment happened in that Phil of the Future episode, I was like, oh, wow, that did not land. That did not land right now. Yeah. And, like, the dad, he's just standing there like, what? What is it? And like the rest of the family's laughing and he has this giant butt. You would feel your butt is that heavy, first of all. <laughs> it, was just, it was all of a sudden that heavy. Also, <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, I was like, wow, that's that's obviously an even Stevens thing that they recycled. With Phil of the Future, I feel like Disney was like, all right, we're going to bring back McNamara. He's going to just make another even Stevens type of show, you know, single camera. And then they realized you kind of need the same cast and a Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. It's just, you can't capture lightning in a bottle twice. Yeah. I'm probably going to watch more episodes just to see. I'm going to revisit it. Because, like, I did remember that episode very clearly, actually. But but as I was looking through the titles, I was like, wow, I don't remember a lot of these. Like, I remember watching the show a Mm -hmm. lot. But looking through, I was like, wow, I don't really remember. And then, like, I remember dressing like Pim, the sister. Oh, yeah. 
Like, cause she used to wear a short sleeve shirt layered with a long sleeve shirt underneath it all the time. And oh, so yeah. I did that for like a year. Yeah, that was a big, that was a big thing people used to do. Yeah. And so basically that was just an awful nightmare that Lewis had about his butt being huge. Uh, and so he wakes up from that nightmare and checks. I love the way he checks. <laughs> Uh, and so then as soon as he starts to walk away, you hear popping noises and all this stuff. And he's like, oh, the car backfires. Yep. Because, you know, he's farting now from how much he ate and poop is funny, kids. Yeah, it's hilarious. And then the next bit is him on the toilet. Well, they don't show it. Yeah, they don't show it, but it's through the door. And again, explosions going off. Yeah. Weird cartoon noises. Ren is trying to get in the bathroom. He's been in there for an hour and he's like, my, my, you should use one at the gas station. Yeah, apparently they're in the only two-story house in the world with only one bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Because every, right. like every two-story house has one on the bottom floor and the top floor, right? Usually. Yeah, usually, yeah. Ren is wearing that bathrobe in this bit real quick. The blue oh, yeah. cloud bathrobe. Yeah. That makes multiple appearances and in Honey Boy. So. Yeah. Next scene is weigh in time, and Lewis is still at 105 <laughs> on the dot, I guess. So it didn't work. Because he has the metabolism of a 13 year old. And it is funny. One of my favorite bits as well is when suddenly, when they first weigh him and he's like getting up there. Must have gained a little weight, coach. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh. Stevens. You have two frying pans around your neck. Are you? It's just the way he says, I do. Yeah, I like Tugnet too. <laughs> he's just, just like, you have two frying pans. This is ridiculous. How do they get there? Like, yeah. he's not even, like, questioning. The way he plays it is interesting in this episode. It's weird. Yeah, I like I like his performance here, too. Yeah. They, you know, weigh him for real, and he's 105. Uh, and then Mimi comes on to be weighed, and Lewis has his foot on her scale the whole time. And we don't know that, yo. Uh, yeah. We don't know that, yo. I know. We don't know that yet. Uh, and, you know, she's going up to 125 pounds or something, right? Yeah. And then, so, like, 20 pounds higher. And then Lewis is like, oh, sorry. Thought I saw a bug. Yeah. Oh, it's just great. It's like, how did no one else see? Like, when they zoom out and you see his foot, it's so yeah. obvious. I'm like, why did no one say anything? Like, all the, the whole team's um, behind the yep. scale, yeah. She's also 105, I think. And then she's like, well, now after that little stunt you just pulled, I'm going to make you cry. <laughs> and then again, it's just sort of awkward. And Lewis is like, oh, no. And then Tug Nut, it could happen. Or, or like, yeah. it has happened or something. It could happen, I think, yeah. Yeah, and then cut to the match. Uh, we just see two random guys fighting who look way older than junior high. Um, I think they are in high school though. I saw a sign that said like, like the high school versus the junior high or something. Yeah, weird. Really weird. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past them to cast thirty-year-olds to play middle school students anyway. So, (laughs) yep. (laughs) No, Blake Thompson. Blake Thompson, (laughs) the oldest cast member. Their match ends, and then up next, Mimi Nagurski and Louis Stevens, and then Mimi's ready to go, and then, uh, where's Louis Stevens? And, of course, Ren's there. Is Donnie there, too? Or no, no, Twitty. just Ren, Twitty, yeah. And, yeah, and Ren, Twitty, and Steve, Steve are there to cheer Louis on, and Louis isn't there, and they're like, where is he? And then you hear growls, which I used to think this scene was hilarious. 
And then he comes out to this song that's supposed to be a knockoff of Stone Cold Steve. Yeah. Or whatever. What was his name? Steve Stone Austin. Cold Steve Austin. Last call for Lewis Steven. Where is Lewis? Hello, Sacramento. I'm Luscious Lou. I love you. I love you, Sue, and I love you, sir. Yes. Yes. There is love in my heart. Proud now, Dad? What's he doing? I have enough love for everyone. There's no hate, no hate. There's no hate, just love. That's all. That's that's all I can give. Now, I terminated the exterminator. I put handsome Steve Fox in an ugly box. Steve Austin. Yeah. yeah, his intro music, which I looked it up, and yeah, it's like, a pretty obvious knockoff. Which is funny. And so Lewis comes out as if it's pro wrestling and he's like, I'm Luscious Lou and I love you, sir. <laughs> like something, like for some reason that gets me. Like, like, yeah. it's, like again, it's just, it's just so random and like Shia's mm. delivery, like there is love in my heart. There's no hate. No, no hate, just love. That's all. That's all I can give. And I'm like, okay, Backstreet Boys reference, but yeah, yeah. Cause my love is all I have to give. Without you, I don't think I can live. Yeah, it's just funny. Every time he says that, that's all I think of. Yeah, I never thought um, about that actually. That's funny. Yeah, that's love. That's all I can give is love. Yeah. Love in my heart. And so, yeah, I love in my heart. And then he gets up on the microphone and starts saying, you know, I terminated the exterminator. Yeah. I love the way this whole thing when Lewis is using the microphone, it's magically picking up his voice, even though he's moving yeah, it. Yeah, even when the mics, yeah, I, uh, I love it. <laughs> they just put reverb over the entire audio. Yeah, the entire, yeah. <laughs> it's just funny. It always bothers it's me. so funny. I used to think this scene was so funny because it is, yeah. but I think... It's also sad, uh, and I think it's supposed to be as well. Like, yeah. like, like you know, Steve is disappointed, Ren's disappointed, Coach Tugnut's like, you know, the school's reputation's on the line. He's like, you could get disqualified if you pull the stuff I told you. How does he not get disqualified, by the way? Yeah, I know. That's, like, so over the top. Uh, and then, of course, Mimi's insulted. And the reason why it's even more sad is because it's the whole, the reason why he's doing that is like rooted in his own internalized sexism and fear about you know going up against a girl mm. like that he would go this far um to avoid it and you know fear of what other people will think and just all sorts of stuff yeah and so now when i watch it it is just kind of like i want to laugh but at the same time it hurts because oh it's so cringy because of you know why he's doing it well, and- i don't think i don't i wouldn't say i wouldn't pin him I don't think he shows enough to say that he's a sexist. I think he just he's following society's like. The, That's why I said internalized. Oh yeah, 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 sure. I think it's okay to laugh at because he's like. It, oh, I know, I know. Yeah. I think it. I still think it's funny, but at the same time, like in universe, I think it's sad. Yeah. Okay. It makes me feel uncomfortable and <laughs> embarrassed for everyone in the universe. Yeah, yeah. Poor Mimi standing there. She knows why he's doing it. Like Steve's disappointed. Lewis is making a fool of himself. I think because it's so Lewis, though, that it's not as uncomfortable if as if it were like somebody who that's not in their personality. Like Lewis is so over the top and he's not afraid to like be a fool. And he's always like yeah. he's always shown to be a fool like throughout the series. So like I think yeah. 
it's not as cringy as it could have been if it was like a like a different show or like a character whose image is more credible I think yeah you know but I think it's also just like I think I had said in my review that like maybe if he was just doing this for the sake of it like it wasn't rooted in the fact that he really didn't want to fight this yeah. girl and he was doing anything he could to get out of it sort of thing. It'd be funnier. Like if he really was, it was just a bit where he's like, yeah, this is how I'm going to enter yeah. the wrestling match. Like, you know what I mean? Or like something, like, you know? in, like in the, uh, the, uh, the basketball one. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, like if it was just a bit where he's like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I feel like that would be funnier, yeah. but because he's doing it to get out of it, it just kind of makes the whole thing seem a little bit more eh, like you're mm-hmm. going so far. Mm-hmm. To the point where, you know, it's just embarrassing. Yeah. It's a good tactic, though. You're going down, Missy. Because I am Luscious Lou. That's who I am. I'm Luscious Lou. Luscious Lou. Luscious Lou. Luscious Lou. Luscious Lou. Luscious Lou. Knock it off. I told you that stuff was going to get you disqualified. See, that's what he's trying to do. You're pathetic. What? I know you're tight. You don't have the guts to give me a fair fight because you're afraid what your friends will think if you lose to a girl. <laughs> what a weenie. A weenie, huh? Hey, Nagurski. What's this? You got it. Go the yeah! What a weenie. <laughs> and then he's like, a weenie, huh? <laughs> That's the final straw. Yeah. I said it's slightly epic when he's like, you know what? Hey, Nagurski, let's dance. <laughs> yeah, it's a good moment, though. I know, I love it. And she's like, you got it. All you had to do was call him a weenie from the beginning and he would have not gone through all this stuff. Honestly. And so then they start the match and the match goes on way too long. It's long, yeah. It's it's really long. For me, it's like the only slow part of the episode, I think. Yeah. Because the other two montages are at least like engaging. Like when he's mm. training or like when he's eating all that stuff, like it's kind of funny. Yeah. But this one's just like, okay, what is happening? I mean, obviously it's necessary though, so it's okay. Yeah, but I mean, it yeah. could, it definitely could have been shorter. And then I thought it was interesting too, this whole thing sort of being progressive as well. Yeah. Like when Steve is in the stands and he says, Come on, son! Take him down! Turn down! Boy, girl, it doesn't matter. Take that person down! I'm like, that's so current. Yeah, because instead of like, yeah. But then you, and then you have Ren who's just rooting for her because she's a girl. It's like he's still your brother. He's probably root for your brother. Yeah. So Lewis and Mimi fight. Lewis ends up winning. Mm. Uh, but I also, real quick, there was also a thing like the ref tells him because he's wearing that homemade belt. Yes. <laughs> made out of like a hubcap hub and yeah. rope. And the <laughs> ref's like, "Oh, Stevens, you might want to lose the belt." For some reason, even though people had called him Stevens a lot throughout this episode, when the co- when the ref said this, I said, "You know what? That's probably why some people remember his name being Steven." Steven, yeah, because people just call him Stevens, like Tugna and stuff. Yeah, because like in this episode especially, like they called him yeah. Stevens a lot, and even Larry calls him Stevens. Like in the pilot, yo Stevens, yeah, yo Steven, yeah. I mean, people do it a lot. Yeah. So my favorite part is right after this, where he says, "Shake hands," and then he shakes the ref's hand. Oh, he does? Yeah, it's so funny. Oh my God, I didn't even notice. I laughed the hardest at that part, I think. Isn't that great? Oh my God, I never noticed that. I didn't notice it either before, but I think that's why I laughed so hard because I didn't realize it happened. That is amazing. Like I said, there was a time where I watched this episode all the time. Yeah. And I never one, noticed yeah. that. That's why I laughed so hard this time. I was like, no way. I never noticed he slapped his hand. He like shakes, shakes his hand. 
And it's like awkward. And then he goes like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And then doesn't shake Mimi's hand. And then she's like trying to, yeah. yeah she like swats him. Yeah. <laughs> that ref, is he in another episode? I was going to say he looks he's, so familiar. He's not credited, but I think maybe because he didn't speak in the other episode or episodes. Yeah, somewhere. I, I feel like I've definitely seen him somewhere else. But yeah, so Lewis wins, and in the end, he compliments Mimi, which is cool. Mm. And, you know, he's like, you're not a girl. I mean, well, you are, but you're like Xena. <laughs> and she's like, thanks. Lewis is, like, dead on the ground from everything he ate the other day and from the fight. He just can't even move. Uh, I can't imagine how much indigestion and everything he's feeling. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I do also like the way she's like, you're going to get up? He's like, no, I'm just going to sit here and reflect. Because I'm a reflective guy at heart, you know? Yeah. Tugnut comes along and lifts him up because like, you need help. And then I never noticed this line, too, where he says, you're a gracious soul. Yeah. I'm like, that sounds like a Shia-ism. Yeah, it does, actually. This seems like an episode where Tawny might have been effective, I think. You know how she kind of has like that perspective. I think she could have shown him like a good perspective, but maybe it, that would have been too easy, though. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, she would have totally said like some women's lib like <laughs> long thing to him, like um, Lewis, yeah. you do you understand that that's like entirely blah 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 blah, like you know. Yeah. Yeah. I feel yeah. I feel like she would have been effective, but that would have been too on the nose, maybe. Yeah. Too maybe. Yeah. Too on. The nose. He had to get there on his own. Yeah. Exactly. So then the final minute bit is Ren finally getting back at Lewis for the prank and printing the naked baby photo on one newspaper and giving it to Lewis, making him think that she printed it uh, for everyone to see yeah. in the newspaper, which was pretty good. That was solid. That's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's as, as cruel as like trapping him in a bear trap, but yeah, it's pretty good though. Yeah. I mean, it's embarrassing. It's a smart one because especially because he thinks she gave up. Yeah. Yeah. And also that that's the picture he used for his big wrestling yeah. win or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, what? Also, I wrote down this part always makes me think of the end of Steven's jeans. Oh, with Larry. Yeah. Yeah. The way he's talking about the newspaper. For some reason, I always get these two endings. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Confused in my head. Yeah. Because it's because it was about him wanting to have his write up about winning. Uh-huh. In it, and then she says, oh, I wrote you up about your big thing. Yeah, it's just weird. What's the newspaper called? It's Wombat Report. Huh. And it says, Woodshop teacher to join the cast of Survivor. Yeah. Which is funny because we had a Survivor reference in Battle of the Bands. Oh, yeah. That's true. So that's the end of the episode. Um, I mean, I pretty much feel the same exact way as our beginning thoughts. Um, I love it. It's fun. Yeah, I really like this episode. A lot happens, I feel like. I mean, not a lot happens, but like there's a lot of plot points, I think. Yeah, not really. I mean, I didn't really have as many. I think just because he grows so much throughout. Yeah. But he starts out not being even involved in a sport, and then he ends up in the match with Mimi and stuff. Uh, Yeah, the growth is good, definitely. I think that's what I meant when I said, like, we see different sides to Lewis, like him coming to this conclusion and bettering himself and really trying and yeah it's funny because so tom burkhart he wrote this episode and he wrote secret world of girls steven's manor easy way wombat wolf and i was looking at all the episodes he wrote he wrote about 10 Mm -hmm. and a lot of them have like this male female rivalry thing like with this one then secret world of girls Mm i don't know like all of them is like boys versus girls episodes and obviously the show is rooted in that, so it's probably easy to come up with that. But I would want to watch like all of just his episodes in a row, hmm. like get a good sense of his style. Right. MVP. Oh yeah. Um, 
I put Mimi and Donnie. <laughs> Mimi and Donnie. I think Lewis is my favorite in this one, but I like Tugna and I like Donnie. Uh, but yeah, I couldn't find too many good trivia stuff. Uh, but I did go down my list of pop culture stuff and I probably missed things. So, uh, Tekken, I guess, is Handsome Steve Fox. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was funny, though, because when I Googled Handsome Steve Fox to, like, see, and I pressed view images, the only thing I got were pictures of Steve Carell with gray hair, because Ooh, apparently now he's, he's called a fox, silver fox. Silver fox, yeah. Good-looking guy. <laughs> I love Steve Carell. Yes. Who was the other guy he mentioned? He says Terminated the Exterminator, so that's okay. supposed to be the Terminator and the Exterminator from 1980. Yeah. I think. Wait, the Exterminator? That's a movie from 1980. Was that what he was referring to, though? I mean, maybe, because I always thought Terminated was like a reference to the Terminator. Uh, but then I looked up, but then I just Googled the Exterminator, and it's also a movie similar to the Terminator. There was a wrestler named the Exterminator. Really? Oh, no, he didn't debut till 2005, so that couldn't have been him. But it was a movie in 1980. There's no way. And then there was also the Exterminator 2 in 1984. <laughs> That's the year Terminator came out. But And they look very similar. Like a tough drama crime movie thing. Hmm. So that's just funny. Um, and then WWE, <laughs> obviously, just in general. Yes. And uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin with the intro music. And then Xena, Warrior Princess. And oh, yeah. the tiny little survivor thing at the end on the yeah. newspaper. Yeah. And so I guess if that's that, moving on to tweets this was actually difficult there wasn't a lot really i mean i searched for like a few different things but i really there was a handful which is kind of strange yeah so it's time for tweets this person whose twitter handle is at the luscious lou no way l-e-w though oh cool they said, my Twitter name is an Even Stevens reference from season one, episode 16, Luscious Lou. <laughs> nice. And then just moving on to the next tweet. Someone said, put your all-time favorite players of each sport, copy, paste, and go. And so this guy was copy and pasting. I think all these other people are legit people. And then wrestling, Luscious Lou from Even Stevens is what he Heck put yeah. for wrestling. Same. There's never one wrestling. Now this other one from at Bill the Spill says chapter two is done don't know what he means by that gonna go check on even stevens the last episode i downloaded was called luscious lou that makes me uncomfortable (laughs) it is like a it's like a weird adjective yeah i'm not sure luscious is the best word to describe lou yeah i think texas joe hot dog might have been a little better so then someone named alicia in 2011 said excited to see even stevens trending the movie was probably on. I remember back then yeah, yeah. when when Disney Channel would randomly air the movie, it would usually trend. Yeah. So she said, excited to see even Stevens trending. Quote, luscious Lou, luscious Lou, <laughs> LOL. Another person, Kevin, was responding to someone and asking them, do you like wrestling? Based on going to the mat in even Stevens' luscious Lou. <laughs> yeah, if I, that's my only favorite reference, yes. <laughs> and then that same children's tv network in some other country oh yeah uh was promoting the episode and they said after the break lewis joins the wrestling team but has to fight a girl can he get out of it or will he be beaten even stevens is next neither and i know and i just i just read that because that was literally the only other tweet that there was that i could find Mm mm-hmm 
So that's it. Not a very eventful tweet segment this time, but yeah. what can you do? So yeah, best quote. I honestly, I forgot to pick one of those too, so I really don't know. Mine is, I just haven't seen you in a while. Thought I'd lift you up. Yeah. That, that out of the lines, that one probably got the biggest laugh out of me. I'm trying to think. Like, you liked their bathrobe one, I remember. You said that one. Yeah, yeah. It, was there a bathrobe in there too? Yeah, yeah, I always say that. Or the fingertip push-ups with a partner on your back. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe I'll go with the bathrobe just to have a an official quote. An official I'm one. sure there's something else. Oh, I know. I remember. I remember. No, I actually do remember my favorite. So it's the, I'm a quiet snake. I sneak up. I go. <laughs> That's it. I thought you might've picked the pipes one. Look at these pipes. No, no. It's definitely the quiet snake. It's the quiet That's snake. That's a good one too. Quiet snake. It's just, it's just Shia's delivery. I go up. I go. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, he acts like a cat. I know. He does like a cat motion. Yeah, no, yeah. Thank yeah. God I remembered. Yes, that that's definitely my quote. Yeah, that was a good one. So good. I had one. Yeah. So that's everything. Um, once again, thank you to Philip for sending in that voicemail. So awesome to hear from you. So excited to hear from more of you in the future. And of course, follow us on all the socials. Still feel free to send in a you know an email if you don't feel comfortable sending in a uh, you know a voice memo or a voicemail on the phone number. What else? Um, leave a review on iTunes, maybe? Yes, leave a review on iTunes. That's everything. So, we'll see you guys in the next episode. See ya.